Use visual aids. The nerves that lead from the eye to the brain are many times larger than those leading from the ear, and science tells us that we give 25 times as much attention to eye suggestions as we do to ear suggestions. One seeing, says an old Japanese proverb, is better than a hundred times telling about. So, if you wish to be clear, picture your points, visualize your ideas. That was the plan of John H. Patterson, founder of the National Cash Register Company. He wrote an article for System Magazine outlining the methods he used in speaking to his workmen and his sales forces. I hold that one cannot rely on speech alone to make himself understood or to gain and hold attention. A dramatic supplement is needed. It is better to supplement whenever possible with pictures which show the right and the wrong way. Diagrams are more convincing than mere words, and pictures are more convincing than diagrams. The ideal presentation of a subject is one in which every subdivision is pictured and in which the words are used only to connect them. I early found that in dealing with men, a picture was worth more than anything I could say. If you use a chart or diagram, be sure it is large enough to see and don't overdo a good thing. A long succession of charts is usually boring. If you make the diagram as you go along, be careful to sketch roughly and swiftly on the blackboard or flip chart. Listeners are not interested in great artwork. Use abbreviations, write largely and legibly. Keep talking as you draw or write and keep turning back to your audience. When you use exhibits, Follow these suggestions and you will be assured of the rapt attention of your audience. Number one, keep the exhibit out of sight until you are ready to use it. Number two, use exhibits large enough to be seen from the very last row. Certainly, your audience can't learn from any exhibit unless they see it. Number three, never pass an exhibit around among your listeners while you are speaking. Why invite competition? Number four, when you show an exhibit, hold it up where your listeners can see it. Number five, one exhibit that moves is worth ten that don't. Demonstrate if practicable. Number six, don't stare at the exhibit as you talk. You are trying to communicate with the audience, not with the exhibit. Number seven, when you have finished with the exhibit, Get it out of sight if practicable. 8. If the exhibit you are going to use lends itself to mystery treatment, have it placed on a table which will be at your side as you speak. Have it covered. As you talk, make references to it that will arouse curiosity. But don't doubt what it is. Then, when you are ready to unveil it, you have aroused curiosity suspense, and real interest. Visual materials are becoming more and more prominent as devices to promote clarity. There is no better way to ensure that your audience will understand what you have to say than to go before them prepared to show as well as to tell them what you have in mind. Two American presidents, both masters of the spoken word, have indicated that the ability to be clear is the result of training and discipline. As Lincoln said, we must have a passion for clarity. He told Dr. Gulliver, 
the president of Knox College, how he developed this passion in early life. Among my earliest recollections, I remembered how, when a mere child, I used to get irritated when anybody talked to me in a way I could not understand. I don't think I ever got angry at anything else in my life, but that always disturbed my temper and has ever since. I can remember going to my little bedroom after hearing the neighbors talk of an evening with my father and spending no small part of the night walking up and down and trying to make out the exact meaning of some of their, to me, dark sayings. I could not sleep, though I often tried to when I got on such a hunt after an idea, until I had it repeated over and over, until I had put it in language plain enough as I thought for any boy I knew to comprehend. This was a kind of passion with me, and it has since stuck by me. The other distinguished president, Woodrow Wilson, wrote some words of advice that strike the right note to end this episode and making your meaning clear. My father was a man of great intellectual energy. My best training came from him. He was intolerant of vagueness, and from the time I began to write until his death in 1903, when he was 81 years old, I carried everything I wrote to him. He would make me read it aloud, which was always painful to me. Every now and then, he would stop me. What do you mean by that? I would tell him, and of course, in doing so, would express myself more simply than I had on paper. Why didn't you say so? He would go on. Don't shoot at your meaning with birdshot and hit the whole countryside. Shoot with a rifle at the thing you have to say.